0: WHOV
1: 88.1 FM welcomes you to the pastor's study. The pastor's study in any church is a place where the pastor can go to collect his thoughts study God's Word and develop ideas and thoughts on what direction the church needs to take. The Pastor study is where research is done on various topics. Missions are brought to the forefront and salvation is formed. The pastor's study on WHOV is a talk show that allows you, the listener, to come inside and to find out more about the ministers in the area and the good works they are doing across the region, the nation, and the world. Hosted by Pastor Kevin Swan of Ivy Baptist Church in Newport News, the Pastor study is now open to the public. So come on in and find out what plans God has for his shepherds and his people. Listen, Eden is kingdom and Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear you.
0: Where my Eden citizens at? Where are my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see you, do your hands like this. Come on, let me hear you, let me hear you. Put your hands together like this. Come on. Here we go. When God made man, he made a spirit. It was his plan that we'd we blessed the tempter came. We were distracted, the tinter came, and we fell. We were deep to live a life that's beautiful, a life that's cool, a life that's rich and beautiful. It is my goal to remind you of this place of old. You redeemed a new world. Tell somebody. Let's get back to eating.
2: Here go, second This is the essence of HU 88.1 WHOV. This is Pastor Kevin Swan, and welcome to the Pastor's Study here. And we're so glad that you are with us today, listening to another broadcast. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to listen to what we're doing here on the show. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, this show once again is designed to talk about Uh, relevant issues that impact our community we talk about it from a biblical perspective we offer call-ins we just have a good time in the pastor study that's the sacred place for the pastors. It's the place where the pastor goes to pray to study to seek the face of god for solutions and basically what we have done is take the show and the concept of the pastor study and open it up to the public to allow you into some of the things that we experience some of the things that we think and feel in hopes that we can provide solutions from the word of God uh, to offer to our community. And so once again, we thank you uh, for taking time out of your schedule to listen to the show. Uh, We want to thank station manager Jay Lang uh, because we do have some very good news. Uh, The show uh, has been successful. We thank God for it. Uh, We thank you for listening and calling in and offering your feedback as a result of that. Uh, The show uh, will now be aired not once but twice a week, and we're very excited about that. Uh, This show is aired live, and then on Sunday it will be aired again on Sundays at noon. So if you happen to miss any portion of the show, uh, certainly you can tune in again the following Sunday, and you can listen to the show in its entirety again. Uh, And again, that's at 12 noon every Sunday starting this upcoming Sunday. And so we're very excited about that. Once again, I want to thank Jay Lang uh, for his confidence in us to do a quality show and to offer something uh, that will be representative of the university as a whole. So, uh, Jay, thank you again for your support. Uh, every other week, uh, we do have our partner with us. And this year, what we wanted to do was to start the year with healthy bodies. Uh, the Bible is clear that uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians that our bodies are temples to the Lord. And so we should take care of our bodies uh, because no matter what kind of plan you have in your life, no matter what kind of dream, if your body is breaking down, if you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to fulfill that dream. And so Jerry has been coming on. And as you know, every time Jerry comes, he has some goodies. Uh, but Jerry is in studio with us again. And uh, first of all, Jerry, we say a very pleasant good afternoon to you. And how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing great. It's a pleasure. Um, thank you, Pastor Swan, for this great opportunity, and thank you for God allowing me to be here today. It's always a pleasure to have
2: you on the show, and uh, we're glad to have you. And uh, today, you know, we always have these topics, and today you said you wanted to talk about how to get a six-pack, how to get that abs, how to get the abs right and looking good. And, you know, we know that the weather's breaking. It's getting warmer. People are dressing um, less. And and yet, uh, there are some things that are showing, Lord have mercy, that don't need to be shown. But uh, that's taking the, that's taking place. So you're going to give us some tips on, on how we can start developing the six-pack so that uh, by the time the summer comes, everybody's looking good. Is that correct?
3: Um, yes, that is correct. Um, the first step I want to tell people is that we always talked about body fat percentage. The first thing you need to understand is, am I able to get this six-pack by summertime? Now... As a male, your goal is if you at twenty percent body fat, twenty percent to eight percent is low. Now, if you at twenty percent, it'll take you about every month you should be doing three percent body fat reduction. So, that's three months you should be down to um, a low level. If you get down to about eleven percent, you'll start to seeing the to abs. If you at twenty-five to thirty percent, it's going to take you a lot longer. So, you might have to wait for the winter time. So basically what you're saying is this. If you're
2: starting off with a 24-pack <laughs> or a 36-pack, it's going to take you some time. It's going to take you a while to get it down. And why is that, Jerry? You talk to me, you know, you work me out and you talk to me about why is it that the stomach area is the hardest place to lose that last little bit of fat on
3: your body? Um, With a stomach area, is so hard because, number one, when you start burning fat from the stomach part, it burns around the organs and body parts. So, therefore, it seems like when you're working your stomach out, everything else goes faster because you got more lean muscle ra- mass around your legs, your arms. But the stomach seems to take so long. So what you need to do is understand the first process that happens is that... The internal organ starts to get rid of the fat from the internal organs. Then after you burn the fat from the internal organs, then you start seeing your fat from the outside come down. Now, your biggest thing, the first step, you know, this is a beginner's, intermediate, or advanced is you want to clean your entire body out, you know, because if your body is toxin, that means when you take in food, you're not breaking down food properly, so therefore it stores up its waste. So therefore you're not processing that food properly. You clean your system out, and we st- I stated before in the show that we have the 7-Day Complete Body Cleanser from GNC, and that's the one I use. It cleans your kidneys, your blood, your colon, and everything. So once you clean your system out, now you reset your metabolism, now your food breaks down properly, now you can funnel your metabolism like it should. Um, on top of that, after that step, then that's when your eating comes in. You know, I've designed an eating program on my website, bodybyjg.com, you click on lose up to 17 pounds in two weeks. Now, the goal with that is that um, through all the times people have tried this product, um, this eating program, all, the, all those people who had success, that eating program was the best one for people. Because a lot of times when people do, they want to stop eating. Now, when you stop eating, your body stores up fat. Now, that's another big opportunity for you to start initially. Now, cardio. Cardio is very important. You know, what you want to do is... The more cardio you do, the more you're burning calories, the more body fat you're burning. Now, keep that in mind. And so what you want to do is focus on when you first start off, you want to find out what your body fat percentage is. You want to tape your waist, find out what your waist measurement is. And then also, too, you know, once you find your waist measurement, then after that, you're doing the weight. Now, you do those measurements every two weeks. Now, your goal is body fat percentage. You're focusing on 3% body fat reduction every month. Now, once you do that, then you're looking at once you get down to like as a man, like 11 percent down to 8 to 9 percent, then you start to revealing your abs. So you've got to keep monitoring yourself. And once again, we're talking with Jerry Good. He is the
2: store manager of GNC and Military Circle. He comes on every other week to talk about uh, body and, and nutrition and health and wellness and, and so we're talking about how to get that six-pack. And, and basically what you're telling me, Jerry, is that it's not until you have around 11 to 15% body fat that you really begin to see the six-pack. So you could have strong abs, your core could be strong, but if you're at a 20 25% body fat, then you still are not going to see the six-pack. Is that correct?
3: That is correct. Um, and that's what happens to a lot of people. They're focusing on weight. You know, a lot of guys focus on weight. I don't want to lose the weight. It's not about the weight. The weight about the quality of the muscle you have. And so, and I always tell people like LL Cool J, he always was bulky. But now, when he decided to change his eating and get his body fat percentage low, he's probably like 15 or 20 pounds lighter than he was before. But he looks bigger, and he sees the abs, all the hard work he put into it. Now you see his abs. Well, for some people who may not have that six-pack, can you, can
1: you
2: explain to them, why is it important? You talk to me about this off the air all the time. You know, your core is 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 important because you know it uh, you know it helps your overall body posture and a lot of different things. And so, a lot of times, Jerry, you see guys and, and sometimes women for that matter that go into the gym. First thing they want to focus on is is doing chest exercises and arms because they want to have the big biceps or or the big chest or the legs but they don't focus on their core area. So um, can you tell us why that's not a good idea, that you should focus on core exercises because that helps your overall body strength?
3: Yeah, the core exercise, if you see a lot of people have a lot of back injuries. See, if you have weak abs, you know, you got to carry that load around. And, you know, you want to have a strong back and um, strong abs. So your whole core determines how your posture is, and the more you build your abdominal area, that right there also helps you burn calories because if you're focusing on those building muscle and as they break down and recover, then they'll help you burn a lot more calories as well. So that makes a huge difference as far as the fact of dealing with back injuries, back pains. When a lot of people say, well, I got a lot of back injuries. Well, if you're overweight and you're slouching, your body has to carry that weight around and your abs and your back has to be strong in order to build up because what happens is as an older person, as you get older as a male, when you reach the age about 30, 35, you lose your testosterone drops, okay? So what happens when you got low testosterone, your estrogen goes up, therefore you retain more water. Now a woman has, that's why their body fat percentage is when they get around about 22 to 23, they're a low body fat percentage because they have high estrogen and low testosterone. So when a man and a woman start out at the same pace, the man is more likely to lose faster because he has more testosterone than a woman who has estrogen. So, your goal as a man, and that's what happens when you get older. So, to counteract that, you're doing the cardio. You can increase your testosterone by different products. You know, uh, Tribulus is one of the things um, that you can um, boost your testosterone. And when you do that, and once you get closer and closer to your goal, you can change your protein up. You know, I always recommend sore protein. SORE protein helps regulate your estrogen levels, which is how it kind of dry you out so you won't have all that extra water weight once you get closer. All right. So to break all of this down,
2: basically, for men we have a higher testosterone rate than, than women. Women have a higher estrogen rate, but estrogen is what retains water. And so what ends up happening for men, especially as we get older, our testosterone testosterone levels drop, estrogen levels increase. And We're retaining more water, retaining more weight. That's why our midsections tend to expand later in life. That's what you're saying, right? It, it, when you add to the fact that we're not eating right and drinking for some people who drink and all that kind of thing, and then you're trying to exercise, but it's simple math. So if you're, if you're taking in or consuming 5,000 calories and you're only burning off 30 calories, <laughs> you, you're going to retain a lot more weight basically is what you're saying.
3: Um, yes, and that's why it's important to do cardio. You have to burn the calories. That's what the treadmill is for. That's what the different. There's so many things in the summertime you can do. You got walking trails. You can do a lot of sprinting. There's so many things you can do to increase that. And so when you speed the metabolism up, eating every three hours. Um, the reason why diabetics is so high because you want to cut out the white rice, bread, pasta, You know, cut out the sugars, drink plenty of water. And see, one of the keys to losing that stomach is after 6 o'clock, you need to be doing high protein, little or no carbs. And if you do get carbs, do it from green vegetables like spinach. Um, those are high fiber carbs. So do that every three hours at night. Cut all the um, sugars and stuff at nighttime, and you'll see the huge difference how your stomach is going to be reduced because you don't have that carbs to be burnt. It's going to store over at night for you. All right. So, Jared, there might be some people like me that look 10 o'clock at night,
2: man. That, you get that hunger pain at 10 o'clock at night. I'm a night person, okay? So, I, you know, you, I'm watching the game or I'm watching Sports Center, and I get hungry. So you're saying it's not that I can't eat. It's that I need to be eating the right things. So in that time of night, at that time of night, what should be some things if we do, if we should be eating, if we can't eat, what, what are some healthy things that we should be eating? Because obviously you're saying, you know, potato chips is not an option. Lord have mercy French fries um, So what can we eat then At that time of night That will be healthy That will also contribute to us Getting the six pack
3: Well one of the things Is like the dealing with the fries If you have a, a sweet potato You can cut that up Like a fry You can also add You can cut it up And add the onions to it To make it like onion rings So therefore you, It's a vegetable But you're getting Almost the, the representation Of the fries also, too, you can add a little spice. You can do chicken Italian sauces. Tastes just like a sauce. You can dice that up. You have good taste with that. So, and you can do the spinach along with that and saute it with onions. All right, Jerry, I'm going
2: to try it, man. There's nothing like a good bag of popcorn, though, I tell you, late at night. Pastor Young, you're in here with us, in Power Believers, Christian Learning Center. He came in and he pulled up his shirt showing, I think he's got about a eight and a half pack. <laughs> He's
1: looking pretty good. He got just a couple of couple of packs to go before he gets to a six pack. Pastor Young, how you doing today? I'm blessed. I'm blessed, bro. Glad to be here. And I just want to say the translation to our listening audience. They said it a real nice way, and it was very hard to understand if you aren't careful. So let me just break it down. We're eating too much, and we ain't working out enough. Um, and the truth is, is that, um, I know that a lot of y'all thinking at 10 o'clock at night, when I'm ready to get a little snack, I'm not about to saute spinach. Um, you know, I'm going to grab me, you know, a, a, Piece of cold chicken, or you know, pizza left. Okay, my my man here, Sergeant Johnson said he' gonna grab some ice cream and whatnot. You know, so the point is, is that you know there are a whole lot of uh, alternatives that we have to readjust in our lifestyle in order to, to do this. And and you know, they talked about the whole you know uh, um, the the twenty four pack and whatnot. I mean, I I've seen some kegs walking around. Can I can I just be real? Do y'all remember what kegs is? Don't act like y'all ain't go to no keg parties when y'all was not saved. You said it, I didn't say it. (laughs) But this is what we want to do very quickly so we can transition
2: into our show. A couple of things we want to do today. Once again, Jerry has brought some goodie bags with him. We're going to do it by uh, email once again. First 10 people that email us, here's the email address, TPS. TPS, which stands for the Pastor Study, TPS at KevinSwan.com. K E V I N S W A N N dot O R G. First ten people that email us at TPS at Kevinswan dot org. You will receive the goodie bag that Jerry brought in today. Lots of things in here that are healthy for you, good for you, things that will contribute to the six pack. And so again, TPS at Kevinswan dot org. If you can, when you email us, please email us your name. If there's a contact phone number so Jerry can call you back. And uh, again, if you can list that information, that would be great. So again, TPS, which stands for the pastor study at Kevin Swan, K-E-V-I-N-S-W-A-N-N dot O-R-G. Second thing we want to do very quickly is um, we've never done this before with Jerry, but maybe there's someone listening that has a general question. About your health or what to do, how to work out, what to eat properly. We're going to quickly open up the phone lines uh, for anybody that has a question that you want to ask Jerry right now. 727 5711. We'll take your call live on the air and hopefully Jerry can be able to uh, answer any question that you may have. So, once again, 727 uh, 5711. If you need some specific tips on what to eat or Uh, What type of exercise might be best for you, uh, given the age of where you are, given gender? Maybe you need a specific workout for a particular routine. We want to hear from you 727-5711, 727-5711. We want to if you want to ask Jerry a question right now, uh, we want you to call in now and we'll see if we can uh, get your answer Right here on the air Now before we do that Pastor Young Come on back over here Very quickly Because you you
1: do work out Right I mean you I know you got the, the The eight and a half But what kind of routine Do you do very quickly What do you do well, you know, I think that one of the things that's important is that we don't just go in there and work chest all the time, fellas. Um, one of the things that's necessary is that you break the body part down into into uh, 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 different segments. I do uh, I do uh, chest one day. I'll do shoulders one day. I'll do back one day. I'll do legs one day. Abs and calves, I work out uh, pretty much every day because abs and calves are the densest muscles in the body. It's the hardest muscles to break down. And so if you really want to get that six-pack, once you, you know, get past the the fluff and get the kegs out of the way and you can kind of see what you got to work with I usually recommend that, that you, you concentrate on, on an ab and calf workout uh, one day uh, all by itself but in addition to that you can warm up or cool down doing some abs at the end of every workout okay sounds good and uh, we want I think
2: we have a caller on the air caller are you there yes I am go ahead and uh, state your question for Jerry Good yes I'm uh,
4: a diabetic and I like um I take the pill, okay? And I like to develop the best diet so that I
2: can better manage my diabetes. Okay. We we thank you for the call. We appreciate the time. Uh, Jerry, he said basically he's a diabetic. He takes the pill, and uh, he needs to know what kind of
3: foods would be best for him. Okay. Now, the biggest thing is that the foods that you need to cut out. um, Number one, you need to be focusing on eating every three hours, you want to cut out the bread, pasta, white rice, all those high glycemic products. Because number one, what that does, that's the same thing as sugar. Also, two, you want to fill You do a lot of greens, a lot of um, dark green vegetables. You want to drink plenty of water, and see, and you exercise. Now, the goal is the blood circulation. That's why you need to do as much cardio as possible. Get you on a cardio regimen anywhere from thirty to forty-five minutes. You can do it every day as possible, but at least three times a week. Um, so, if and also too with the um, Lose Up to 17 Pounds on the website, Body by JG, that'll be good for you too because it's consistent of a soup dad, low sodium, which are vegetables, and something that you can consistently do for 14 days, which will teach you how to subconsciously eat right. All right, thank you. And once again, for those who want to get a goodie
2: bag, uh, there are some still available. Uh, Jerry is giving out 10 goodie bags today. And again, you can email us to get the goodie bag TPS, which stands for the pastor study at Kevin Swan, K-E-V-I-N-S-W-A-N-N dot O-R-G. If you email that address, leave your name and number, contact number so Jerry can get back with you. You will be one of the winners of the goodie bag. I think we have another caller on the air. Caller, could you turn your radio down just a little bit, please? I think we have Lawrence from Virginia Beach. Is this Lawrence? Yes. Go ahead and state your comment, please.
0: Uh, my, my question, uh, I'm about to turn 40 this year, uh, and I used to work out regularly, uh, you know, three, like, like three times a week. I uh, haven't done it uh, in a while, but want to get back into a routine. The biggest thing that uh, that I have is, is the, you know, of course, stomach, and so uh, just trying to figure out what's going to be the best route it takes for that uh, and really focus on that, but of course, I don't want to just get stomach down, I definitely want to, you know, do a whole whole body workout, Uh, I didn't hear you mention sit-ups. Where does sit-ups actually come into the routine, or should I say when does sit-ups come into the routine? I heard you mention cardio uh, and really starting off there, Uh, but I know, you know, you talk about sit-ups and crunches and that type of thing. Most people teach, you know, that you need to do that to to really work out your abs, so what's what's your feel on that?
2: Okay, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. He says he's about about to turn 40, wants to get back in it. Um, wants to, When should you when should you do the ab routine in your workout? Should you do it at the beginning, the middle, the end? Where should it fall?
3: Okay, well now, as far as your ab routine, um, since you're getting back into it, like I say, the first thing you need to go ahead and clean your system out and get that back, you know, get your body reset so your metabolism. As far as dealing with your ab workout, you know, a lot of times what I do is cardio first, and then I get into my ab routine. Now if you're just beginning, one of the biggest things you can use is a Pilates ball. Number one is taking a lot of tension off your, your chest. I mean off taking a lot of tension off your back, because a lot of people doing regular sit-ups have a lot of tension on their back. Also, you can take the weights and do the um, twists from left to right on your obliques. So you can do three sets of fifty and three sets of twists on the obliques. Those two basic exercises, you start off every other day initially, because what you want to do, if you start off initially Therefore, you know your body breaks down. The next day, you're gonna your ass probably be sore. Give you a day of rest, and then do it every other day until you get to the advanced stages after about a month. Did you say three sets of fifty? <laughs> Did you mean fifteen or fifty? Did you mean fifty for Oh yeah, no, no. Let me rephrase that. Three sets of fifteen on the twist. Oh, three thank sets God. Fifty on the um, abs. Okay. So all right, all right. So we we just <laughs> want to make sure everybody
2: over here, man, holding their heart. Three sets of fifty. You want to start off with. That's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. Let's see um, if we have another caller uh, on the air. Let me see if we have somebody that we can get. Once again, we want to make sure if you want to get the goodie bag, TPS, which stands for the pastor study, TPS at Kevin Swan, K E V I N S W A N N dot O R G. I think we have just a couple of slots left for the goodie bag. Leave your name and phone number. So that Jerry can get back in contact with you, we're gonna take this last call before we go to the break. For Jerry, uh, let's see, caller, are you there? Yes. Uh, turn your radio down a little bit for me, please. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead and state your comment, please.
0: Okay, I uh, fast off not not often, but I, um, our church does the fast, you know, and I, sometimes I I go ahead and um, and do like a two day or or three day fast, and I, and I work out often and i noticed that it sometimes throws off my workout schedule how can i still fast and uh, uh still complete my regular workout routine and how does it hurt my workout routine
2: well let me ask you this is your fast absolute is it um throughout it's nothing it's nothing but water sir for the entire time that you fast so for the, for the entire day or the two days you're not yes. you're not eating anything just drinking water
0: just drinking water okay
2: thank you for the call we appreciate it Thank you. For those who are fasting, Jerry, and many church, you know, many people, hopefully there are many people who are fasting. How can they still maintain a a consistent workout uh, while they are fasting?
3: Okay. Now, while you're fasting, that's why you got to find out the tolerance of your body. Because a lot of times, you know, just like when you work out, if you don't eat, you burn in the fat that's already stored in your body. So you can use that theory as well. Now, it depends on how you fast. And say, for example, you're about to get off your fast. You can work out. Prior to getting off the fast And that'll help you out tremendously But also too you can do push-ups Sit-ups throughout the day Therefore you're not breaking the body down For a strenuous exercise But you're breaking down the small fibers of your body Which will not take away a lot of energy But also to develop and redevelop your muscles And when the fast is over Get back to eating
2: as soon as you can So that Now now he said water Now what about a protein shake Can Can you know, while somebody is fasting, would you recommend that somebody take a protein shake that would keep, I guess, some level of protein in them while the fast is, is going on? Would that be a good op- a good option?
3: Yeah, that'd be a great option. If you if you can do protein shakes, that'd be great, because what you do, since it's liquid, you can do that every um, three hours. You know, depends on how your fast is. So if it's liquefied, that protein right there will stay in your body. So you should be able to use a protein and the fats from the protein. Um, In that little bit of protein shake to actually have stored energy for you actually working out. Very good. Jerry, we want to thank you again. Every time you come,
2: you give us something to think about and some good information. So, again, here's the final tip. If you're trying to get a six-pack, and and right now, Pastor Young, come on back. If you have a 12, 24, 36, or (laughs) keg, it's going to take some time to get down to the six-pack. But stay at it stay encouraged and and hopefully in the course of time you will begin to see the fruit of your labor we're going to take a quick break right here and uh, when we come back on the other side of the break pastor johnson and pastor young are in studio with us and we have our question of the day as we continue to talk about uh the demise of the black family in our communities this is the essence of hu 88.1 w-h-o-v
0: listen eden is kingdom An Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear you. Where my Eden citizens at? Where my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see you do your hands like this. Come on, let me hear you, let me hear you. Put your hands together like this. Come on. Here we go.
2: And welcome back to the pastor Study here on WHOV, the essence of Hampton University. We are back in studio with us, and uh, we are very excited. If you uh, happen to miss the first segment of the show, we do have some very good news to share with you. Once again, we want to thank Station Manager Jay Lang for this opportunity, in that uh, if you happen to miss the show on Tuesdays, the show will be re-aired on Sundays at 12 p.m. So we're very excited about that. So any portion of the show that you missed, if you want to tune in again, maybe some of you go to 8 o'clock service. uh, You get out a little early. Hopefully you are in church or have gone to church somewhere. But certainly at noon, if you are available, tune in to WHOV and certainly you can uh, listen to the show again in its entirety. Uh, We did have Jerry Good, uh, who is with us often on the show. He was on our last segment, talked about how to get that six pack. He did offer goodie bags to the first 10 people that emailed us. Those uh, goodie bags are all gone, but we do thank you for uh, attempting to email us. And uh, certainly he'll be on again in a couple of weeks uh, to give out more things that will help us physically. Pastor Ray Johnson is in studio with us. Calvary Revival Church Peninsula. Uh, Pastor Johnson, how are you doing? You have some things that are going on
5: uh, in the community that you want to let the listening audience know about. Absolutely, Pastor Swan. Uh, we, as we're in uh, election season for both the cities of Hampton and Newport News over at Calvary Revival Church Peninsula, we're hosting a town hall forum on this evening uh, tonight, April the 20th, where we will be hosting uh, the candidates for mayor, uh, the candidates for city council and school board. And uh, we're, we're entitling this um, Faith, Finance and Family, Reframing the Future of Newport News. And so if you're in the uh, Newport News or Peninsula area tonight, come on out at CRC Peninsula at seven o'clock. That's at Calvary Revival Church Peninsula. That's 119 29th Street in the city of Newport News, about two blocks from City Hall. If you're from the area, that's on the Overtown side uh, and not the southeast side. What is interesting is that both mayor candidates have confirmed Dr. McKinley Price and Dr. Pat Woodbury uh, for the city council south seats. That would be Cheryl Holmes Abbott, Sean Brown, Dr. Sandra Cherry, and uh, the current incumbent Joe Whitaker for the south seat uh, A. Uh, And then Sharon Scott and also uh, school board candidates will be there. Jeff Starchill, John McMillan, uh, Priscilla Burnett and Rick Jones. And so all of the candidates for school board, city council, north, south and mid city and the mayor's races will be in the city of Newport News. And we're looking forward to discussing how we can make the uh, peninsula a better place to live, work and raise a family. So it's going to be good tonight. Very good. And so, again, we
2: encourage you to go out if you can, if you are able. And if you happen to miss the one tonight, uh, then there will be other opportunities uh, for you to get to know some of the candidates that are running for the various offices. And we do encourage you to do so. Uh, Listen, uh, in our community, the African-American community, uh, we've shared this before on the show. There's absolutely positively no reason why any person of color should should not vote, uh, given the fact that in our in our community, in our racial history, That um, our ancestors were denied the privilege of voting and uh, it would be a shame that all of the things that they fought for are simply for us to go register to vote and vote at the polls. uh, For those whom we think are worthy, it would be a shame if we did not at least honor their legacy by going to the polls and voting. So it is something in our community that we should take as a badge of honor. Uh, we should we should definitely go and support and find out more information. And again, if you have any additional uh, things that you want, just contact the various offices uh, in the cities and they'll be glad to give you more information. And again, uh, if you want to uh, leave us a comment, uh, you can do so on our Facebook page uh, at the pastor's study. or If you want to uh, tweet us, you can as well at the pastor's study. We're going to go ahead and jump in. We've been on this subject for quite some time, Pastor Young and Pastor Johnson. We can't seem to get away with it, get away from it. And, you know, we started it maybe about a month, maybe a little bit longer than that, uh, about some of the things that we know have been impacting our communities. Uh, From the African American perspective And if you've missed certain parts of the show We've listed 10 things That we feel have impacted the community African American community As it pertains to marriage and family More so than anything else The first one that we talked about And this is not in in any hierarchy It's not in any particular order We're just listing the ones that we thought uh, Same sex civil unions that are taking place in our country Teenage pregnancies Which are prevalent in the African American community Higher divorce rates now that are taking place more than ever before. Uh, The increasing number of couples in the African-American community in particular who are preferring not to get married, but are preferring to, as we like to say it nicely on the show, cohabitate. (laughs) 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 Who prefer to cohabitate. Uh, Number five, the number of children who are raised in in single parent homes. 78% of black children do so. 78% African-American children are raised in a single-parent home. Number six, women entering the workforce. And when we talked about that, when there was a big, big uh, call in uh, and how women now entering the workforce and how women are more educated, more skilled in labor, uh, oftentimes are moving up the corporate ladder faster than men, how that now is impacting the family unit, the black family unit and the roles are now becoming increasingly needing to be defined or redefined. Last week we talked about open marriages, mm. Lord Hemmers, mm. and and the number of in, is open marriage anyway. the, the number of couples who nowadays say that uh, while we are married, it is acceptable for uh, their spouse to engage in extramarital activity. Knowing this, they they know it, and and their thought is is that. Uh, Because we know that it's going on It can't technically be considered adultery If we know It it eliminates the the sting of cheating Because it's open And everybody knows what's going on So before we get to the next comment
1: Let me get you to the comment on on
2: that one And you can sum up from last week
1: Well, you know For those who summarize it as not cheating I, I assume they found that in the book of Hezekiah (laughs) <laughs> it's the sixty seventh book of the bible um but there's no way <laughs> that you could read uh the real bible and 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 not assume that that is uh cheating, but with that being said, we discussed last week on how there are certainly uh other issues that uh have to be addressed, and I believe when you have an open marriage to address the open marriage issue, you're really attacking the symptom. Um, and, and symptom is the bigger word I'm going to use today because Ray Johnson is in studio. Here you go, bro.
5: I just simply have one question, Pastor Young and uh, Pastor Swan. Um, open marriages, and we're particularly talking about the African-American community, is does this cut across racial lines by any way? Because I don't know too many sisters who are going to deal with somebody having knowledge that you got an extramarital affair going on and it'd be all right. I just I'm 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 blown away. So let me
2: ask you this then. mm, (laughs) Do I wanna Yeah, ask the question. (laughs) Don't you think that there's some wives that suspect or even know that their husband or the other way around that the husband
5: knows or suspects that their wives are cheating, but are still with them? I think that they I think that they know but it's not an open discussion. So it's kind of like what we get ready to go into next. R. Kelly said, keep it on the download. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's happening, but it's not an open discussion where we have talked about it at the dining room table. I'm going to do you and you do, I'm going to do me and you do you. That's not going on.
2: No, that's not going on. But if, if you suspected that your wife was cheating, and then let's say then you had tangible evidence to prove that she was. And you elected to stay. Not that that's an open marriage, but it's not open. But at the same time, you know you are aware, you have accepted what has happened. It's 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 interesting, man. You know, and I think what has happened in our generation is that people are are wanting to be in relationships so bad, don't know how to love themselves, and will put themselves in any kind of situation just to say I'm with somebody, and and this type of mistreatment. Oftentimes is what comes up, but you know what's also happening is that Hollywood is is steering this as well. Yeah. Uh, actress Monique, uh, who we talked about before, uh, she came out and said that uh, her and her husband are in a in an open relationship. I guess for me, y'all help me to understand. Y'all help me to understand how how <laughs> how do you begin to go home and Because all of we are married. I can't imagine <laughs> going home and telling my wife. Look, babe, I'm thinking about this open thing. I mean, how do you even begin to bring that conversation up is is BRB, but we're okay. we, we going we to keep on with the show today. I, I can't even imagine. But but let me say this. Number eight on our list. So that was number seven. Number eight on our list. My, my, my. Is it just men? I don't know, but men on the down low. And if you're not familiar with what down low is, then that means uh, a man who is married and having an affair with another man. Everybody here started sweating for some... some. This is real stuff. And, you know, this also goes into um, the homosexuality piece. You know, if you know that you have certain feelings and tendencies,
5: then why get married? Can we start there? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Tyler ought to make that movie right there. Why did I get married when I know I feel this way? <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 just unfortunate that many African American women are just. Here's my big word for the day, Pastor uh, Young: plummeting. Uh, uh, I think that one is is that's plausible, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's unfortunate that many African American women are just having to survive the experience of of brothers engaging in relationships with them where they're not communicating, um, where they've been and and uh, how they really feel. And that's the question of the day. If you know you feel that way, then why get married? Why not just uh, continue to, you know, not that we condone that that sort of lifestyle, but why put someone else's life in jeopardy? In other words, you know, back in the day, we should say, why fake the funk? Why do that?
2: And so in the, in the last segment of our show, we want to hear from you. You know, we, we throw this out here. Is this issue significant? Is it a minor issue? Is it really something that's going on in our community, but no one is talking about it? Uh, we We definitely want to hear from you we've opened up the phone line 727-5711 727-5711 um, you know you hear about it but is it is it just something that you hear or is this something that is significant that's going on in our community and, and let me say this it's one thing for a sister to walk in on their husband with another woman yeah, come on, Doc. but you can't recover if you walk in and see your husband with another man, you can't, you can't recover. You can't recover from that. I can't imagine. I, and I don't mean that to be laughing. I, I just, if a sister walks in and sees their husband with another man,
1: Lord have mercy. Somebody help me. Pastor Young, what, what you got to say about it? You know, this was a subject that I completely underestimated uh, until people started talking about that download book. You know, uh, but I just got to say, you know, my heart goes out to brothers that are in that situation because, you know, there's not a whole lot of atmospheres where you can come and say, look, you know what? I'm grieving. My, my heart is hurting because I got feelings that I shouldn't have or that I don't know how to process. And, and, and they've got to be there's got to be an outlet for brothers like that to come and, 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 and us as, as, as men and women of God, we've got to get over ourselves and not just assume because somebody is gay that they're attracted to you. And, you know, cause you might not be all that brother. Let me just keep it real. And, and, and then, you know, get to a point to where you can say, okay, you know, I understand. Let, let me first demonstrate that I love you. So then I can put myself in a position to help you absolutely so we want to hear from you seven two seven five seven one one. and then the other
2: question is i want to hear from the listening audience as well is it just men you know are there women out here that's that's doing the same thing but maybe it's all is only geared toward you only hear about men on it the, are there some women on the download are there women out there who are secretly having affairs who are married with other women so we, we want to put it out there <laughs> 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 we 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 do have a caller. I think, Kenny, are you there, Kenny? Yes, sir. Go ahead and state your comment, please.
4: Yes, sir. Uh, first, I'm. I'm not to digress a little bit, but I'd like to uh, give a rest in peace to uh, Guru Gangstar who just passed away. He will be real missed. And uh, the second of all, to get to the subject, I think is a it's a moral dilemma in, in society as a whole to what's represented on the television, you know? You don't see masculine men being represented on the television. You see real feminine men, you know what I'm saying, being pushed, you know, to where gay and homosexuality is accepted in society, you know? And I think we as African-American men or black men, you know, we we are so outreaching towards the commercialization of what a man is, whether it be through Fox, CNN, or just your average television show. We, we're not mindful that these are young children looking at these shows. And we're not mindful that of the information being put out towards our children, whether it be through the school system or wherever, you know, we're not taking heed that, okay, our children are sacred and what they hear and what they see. So we have to shroud our children from that because it starts at the home. It starts at the home. We have to be men and regardless of whatever religion we are, we have to cross boundaries to know that, okay, disrespecting black man as a whole so regardless if he's Muslim or whatever or Rastafarian, you know we have to look at our principles and go back to our roots which coming from the east of Africa and through Arabia or wherever you know but it's, it's through the east that you know that's going to bring us back you know okay. we have to turn back our faces toward the east and leave this madness alone that's being perpetrated and really uh, through, through conspiracy alone on American people in general. So, it, it, you know, we got to stand up and take back our communities,
2: man. I appreciate the call. Thank you for your time. And you. one of the things that Kenny mentioned, perhaps, is that maybe uh, certain images are being perpetuated amongst our kids and, and that's being passed on. What what do you all agree with that statement that that, that Kenny just said?
5: Just, just Sunday night, my wife and I were watching a show and, um, you know, <clears throat> we were finishing the show and she began to say, How much more do I need to tolerate this in terms of the images and projections that are are headed toward us in terms of popular media? So, yeah, I agree with Kenny.
2: Okay. once again, we want to hear from you. Seven, two, seven, five, seven, one, one. This issue of the down low, how it is. Is it really an issue? How big of an issue is it in impacting marriages in the black family? Is it just men or or are women also participating in the down low? But oftentimes you just hear the men. That are doing it. Uh, we do have another call I believe it's Tony from Norfolk. Tony, are you there? Yeah, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm okay. I just have a comment. Um, first,
0: I just think that uh, the media has always put this um, fraud out in the community that is um, always the black men and you don't hear about it, but it's always about the, you know, female with the sob studs and studs and things of that nature, you see females are dressed like men. But it's not talked about in church, because if it is, churches know that they're going to lose a lot of their members who are females if they talk about women who are gay. Now, I've met quite a few females that are gay. It's not talked about, like Oprah, because Oprah wanted to make the public scene that the black men is going straight to hell. And you need to be cuddling and and encouraging the black females not saying that wait a minute they have issues too it's not being talked about in church because if it is church is a majority of females and if it is talked about they will lose membership
2: Mm, okay we appreciate the call thank you for the time tony put it out there Tony, Tony said basically uh, it's not necessarily just a male issue. Maybe it's a female issue as well. But because churches are predominantly female, maybe certain pastors or leaders don't want to touch it because of fear of losing membership,
1: losing money, losing opportunity. What do you all say? I say we're losing our sons. You know, one of the things that, you know, the previous caller talked about was the images that we see on TV and things like that. But the truth is, is that uh, I've got a six-year-old and uh, a daughter and an eight-year-old son. My son, uh, one morning, let my daughter in uh, to the truck before him. And I said, why do you do that? Because I've never told him to do that. So I just wanted to see why. He said, because you do it, Daddy. And so my, my point is, is that whether you open your mouth and teach them or not, they're watching you and wa- watching what you do. And we've got to be a greater influence than the images they see or, or the, the, what our pastors put across the pulpit. We've got to be the priests of our home. That's the bottom line. But again... If there's not a man in the home, 78% of
2: black children are in single-parent homes. And let's say the majority of those single parents are female. Then where do they go to find that image of how they are supposed to live? That I think that's another question that has to be raised. I think we have another caller here. Is it Amy? Yes. Go ahead and state your comment, please. Yes, I was just
0: saying. You know, a lot of stuff comes from the home, too, because I have a friend that she lived with a woman and have kids. And I had to talk to her, you know, you have girls. It's not right for a girl to live with a girl. God made men and women, not men and men and women and women. You know, but a lot of come from the home. I'm a single mom and I raised my son, he's 21. And um, he know that, he don't see me live with a lot of people. No different, no woman. I live with one man. But at the same time, I have to realize that it start from, you have to raise when they come up and God is number one. God, what you do? You know, and in the churches too, you know, you got some gay women that's, that's on the thing um, and everything. So that's another uh, little issue too. If they're praying in the church, they can have a lot of members because you'd be surprised how many people in church that are doing their thing.
2: Okay. Thank you for the call. We appreciate All it. All right. Everybody wants to say today, you know, there's a whole lot of gay people in the church, but guess what? Let me put... There are a whole lot of other folks in the church (laughs) Why? why? (laughs) A whole lot of alcoholics There are a whole lot of drug addicts There are a whole lot of fornicators There are a whole lot of people who wrestle with issue That are in the church And I think we do have to be careful to single out One particular sin Uh, But I know we're talking about this question today Yes, but again Let me ask you Pastor Young very quickly How big of an issue do you think this is uh, In terms of This particular issue Of men on the down low Women on the down low And and how it impacts Black families A big issue Small issue Maybe it's an issue We're not talking about uh,
1: How big I, I think it's it's huge um and I think it's it's not talked about as much because of the fact that this is like you were alluding to it's a taboo subject not only in the church but in the home and I think that you know the truth is is that we aren't comfortable dealing with it because a lot of us aren't prepared to get over our homophobias and all that kind of stuff and just uh a- allow someone to to open up to you without fear of being accused of suffering or struggling with the same thing yourself and so I think it's huge, Pastor Swan. Okay. We do have another caller. Uh, let's see. I think,
2: is it Teddy from Yorktown? Teddy, can you turn your yes. radio down just a little bit, please? Okay. okay. Right. Thank you very much. Go ahead and state your comment, please.
4: Um, my comment is, is that I tell my children a lot of times that America is so concerned about being politically correct and that we basically PC ourselves in the mediocrity. I think it's the same thing when it comes to these issues in the church. We're trying to please too many people when the bottom line is what God says. He says it's an abomination. We need to teach our children accordingly, show them those things. Because when they go out of our household, they're going to interact with things that we don't want them to think is okay. Like I took my, just one example, I took my kids to an amusement park, a local amusement park. We had to leave that day at 8 o'clock because it was gay and lesbian day. Now my son is about, he was eight years old at the time. He's watching these same-sex couples coming out. And I'm sitting here saying, no, this is not acceptable to me. It's not. But you have people saying, but well, wait a minute, they have rights just like... Rights have nothing to do with what the, what my father said. And that's what we need to make a stand on. It's not about
0: being politically correct. It's about being biblically correct. And that's it.
2: Okay, thank you for the call. And in, in the last part of it, because I do think we have to understand, we talked about the same-sex issue before. Yes. Uh, that's not the question today. The question is, is it impacting heterosexual marriage where you got a man and a wife and then the man says I want to leave the relationship step out on it or the woman and have a relationship with someone of the same sex which is a little bit different Um, and so Pastor Johnson I'm going to ask you very quickly we're almost out of time how big of an issue do you think this is not
5: simply adultery but adultery with same sex gender Uh, there are young people within my congregation right now Pastor Swan who have openly said to me Uh, Eyeball to eyeball Face to face Pastor I'm never getting married Um, And among the litany of reasons Is this issue right here And um, (laughs) So you know This issue is just huge uh, When you look at a young person Who's watched Their own family Go through divorce And one of the spouses Ends up in a relationship With somebody else That is A a, a gay relationship So it it definitely impacts Marriage on young people's minds
2: Whew. I think we have uh, one other caller here. Um, is it Miss Early from Hampton? Are you there?
0: Yes, I am. Go ahead and state
2: your comment, please. Yes,
0: um, Pastor Swan. I'm not a member of your church, but I come to your church every Sunday to hear the word. I was I raised two kids of my own, my son and my daughter, and I think I, I did a great, a good job. Praise the Lord for that. But I just feel like I think you just you should take one Sunday out of the month. And talk to the young folks about what's going on in this life as of uh, today, as far as being gay and homosexual. I think that's a good subject for the young kids nowadays.
2: Okay, thank you for the call. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you.
2: And and make no mistake; those issues are are discussed. I, I think you know th- there's several layers here and when we're talking about the down low issue, uh, because does a person who who engages in this behavior do they actually consider themselves gay? Right. Maybe they don't. Maybe they just see themselves as just participating in whatever kind of relationship that it is. But, you know, may say I'm married, but I'm just doing something over
1: here. (laughs) You're laughing, right? (laughs) that sound crazy? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, i just, maybe I misunderstood. Okay, there's two men that are getting together um, for an intimate relationship. One of them happens to be married, but they don't consider that homosexuality. Did, Did I understand that correctly?
2: Yes, that's what I'm saying. And perhaps maybe they don't view themselves as being homosexual. Maybe they view themselves as engaging in that activity, but maybe they don't want to like, qualify. Like not
1: like not inhaling or something. <laughs>
5: like 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 being a trisexual, you just trying it out for the moment. <laughs> maybe so, but but the reality is that these are the things that we that are going on.
2: And I think as the callers have mentioned, whether we like it or not, these, these are the people that are coming to our churches every Sunday uh, who are wrestling with these types of issues. And so I understand that why we can't get through this list because I think each each issue opens up a whole lot of, ish, a whole lot of other things that we certainly can't always discuss in, in this time. And so we are out of time once again. Uh, if you did miss portions of the show, uh, you can tune in on this Sunday at 12 noon, to listen to the show in its entirety and again we want to thank station manager jay lang for that opportunity uh once again we want to thank jerry good who came on the show today and uh, he'll be back in a couple of weeks to help us out again with more fitness tips and on behalf of pastor ray johnson pastor john young this is pastor kevin swan uh once again this is the essence of hu 88.1 whov be blessed and be a blessing to someone else take care